Okay, hello! Welcome to episode 166 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, it is Owen coming to you after the Bulls beat the Kings in Chicago. The Kings' final game for the All-Star break. I actually thought they had a... Uh, I actually thought they had a back-to-back against uh, Denver at home, but I misread it. It's supposed to be on, I believe it is the 24th, which is next Thursday. I only saw Thursday and thought they had a weird back-to-back where, you know, like the Kings would, you know, play uh, the Bulls and then for whatever reason travel back to Golden 1 Center to face the Nuggets. Like, that's not exactly like a quick trip back. But um, ultimately, they're not. This is going to be our last game. We're not going to see uh, some Kings basketball for about a week, so that could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing. I don't know. I, I prefer to see just more Kings basketball. They've been fun lately to watch. So yeah, well, we're we're going to get a little bit of a, a week long break. Uh, by the way, if you haven't noticed, um, no fun today. Again, he's uh, busy. He couldn't catch the game, so I'm just going to sub in for him. Well. Um, so as I mentioned, the, the Bulls beat the Kings, and well, how they do it? Uh, two words. Damar DeRozan. That's four syllables, but that is two words. It drives me crazy when people say two words and proceed to not say two words. Say three words or four words and just can't count for shit. Well, B-ball breakdown drives me crazy when he does that. Anyways, so Damar DeRozan, he had a chill... 38 points like only took five free throws had one three apparently those this was like his first three in like three games or something like that it's something crazy but everything he did he he was he was just effortless you know i didn't even think the kings did a terrible job at guarding him like for the most part he's not like blowing by guys like for easy layups or anything he's mostly like doing it on mid-range jump shots and like most of his shots, like he just basically he went through guys, he went over guys. There was just nothing anyone can really do on him. And there were so many possessions where basically I'm like, that's just good defense, and he makes it. And you just gotta pat him on the butt. Like the the only thing I would say that the Kings could have done, although they didn't, it like was just let just double him, like you know when he crosses half court, like literally just make anyone try and beat you. But that was not, they didn't really do that. And he kind of, he just kind of had his way. He's just a master at getting to his spot. And once he gets to his spot, doesn't matter how well you play defense. He is just going to put that basketball through or put that basketball through the net. It's just nothing you can do. Okay. Well, that, that being said, like, you know, that was almost expected to be honest. Like, you know, the the uh, Bulls are kind of down. They're down Zach Levine. They're down Lonzo Ball. They're down Alex Caruso. Like, they're, they're missing a lot of guys. And, you know, the one guy that re- can really score really well, although, you know, Vucevic is on the court too. Like, you know, we kind I kind of expected DeMar DeRozan to have a really good game. And guess what? He did. However, what was not really expected, what I wasn't expecting anyway, was for Kobe White to you know have as good of a game as he did he went off for 31 points uh behind demar's 38 and he kind of was the difference in the game because if you look at his stats 11 for 19 6 for 11 from three now the 6 for 11 that's very important because the kings just do this way too often for my liking they just like so 
from what I've heard from James Ham, the the plan is to just pack the paint to make sure they're that they don't get as much paint points. They didn't do a good job of stopping Guy for getting getting the paint. I I don't have the number in front of me, but like I remember seeing a graphic where it was like they had forty something points in the paint. This game, and like you know, they didn't do a good job of protecting the paint. And also, when they try to quote unquote protect the paint by just everyone just collapsing. They always leave a good shooter open. Now, a high IQ defense, as I've mentioned before, will help off a guy that cannot shoot. For example, like a guy like Ayud, was it Ayo Desumu? Like, I don't think he's a good shooter. Like Javante Green, probably not a great shooter. Instead of leaving those guys open, it just it just felt like it always ended up being Kobe White for some reason. And he he cashed in with just open three after open three. And at a certain point, either just don't help off of him and honestly just take your chances with the layup and just try and play defense there and see what you can do but this kept helping off kobe white and he cashed it and he was the difference in the game and pro- honestly like i actually no i'm still gonna give damar the damar the uh the king's killer of the game because like when he missed i was like wow he actually missed missed the shot so but Kobe White was definitely the, the kind of the difference in the game. Um, what another thing that kind of led to the Kings' demise? Now, I, this has just become a thing. I mean, it's been a thing kind of all year, but Kings are just seem really bad at coming up with 50-50 balls. And this has kind of been a, this was an issue in the Nets game as well. Like it just felt like they didn't get a lot of 50-50 balls, and then in, also in the Washington game as well in the first half where like. Uh, Washington built out, built up a nice little lead. Like the Kings just could not get to loose balls for whatever reason. And then also in this game, they couldn't get loose balls, and they also just did not rebound well. They they got out rebounded by nine total rebounds and gave up six more offensive boards to the other team. I believe they ended up with thirteen, if I'm right, of the Bulls. Yeah, Bulls had thirteen. The Kings only had seven, and they were out rebounded forty-seven to thirty-six. Like. It's just, it, I mean, it's, it's like part of it is like there were some unlucky bounces where, you know, like there were just long rebounds that bounced to a certain spot on the floor when no one was there. But it's just it, the Kings just need a better, deep, better like effort, like getting defensive rebounds. Like this has been an issue all throughout the year. And I don't know what it is. They just don't have guys that just fight for that ball like enough. They don't have enough guys specifically. It's not like they don't have guys that do that, but. They don't have like a full team effort to do it, and I don't know how you solve that. To be honest, like guys like Rashawn, they play with fire. Guys like Metsu, they play with fire. Dante Divincenzo, terrific rebounding guard, but like you know, and then like Sabonis, terrific rebounder. But for whatever reason, it it, it just it just feels like they don't they don't rebound as a team well, and I don't know how they're gonna solve that. But that was another like kind of kind of key reason why. The Kings lost this game because Kings actually shot better from from the free throw line. They shot better from three, and they also shot better. Well, actually, no, they didn't shoot better from three. Never mind. But like, they shot better from the field overall. And like, you know, it's just those extra possessions that they gave up that was the difference between in the game. And yeah, it's a it's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow. But you know, that, that's just how it is because everywhere else they kind of matched the Bulls. Like they had the same they had a similar amount of steals. They actually have more steals and you know more blocks than than the uh, than the Bulls, but you know they they turn the ball over t- two times more. 
but like overall like they actually matched the bulls pretty well but down the stretch they couldn't they couldn't um you know get a stop or get the rebound like consistently and it just ended in that's how you just end up in a loss like they actually stuck with it for a long time they were hanging around but these kinds of little things like you know not leaving kobe white or like you know not guarding kobe white well and just not rebounding well those cost you games and that's how this game was lost um let's talk about some of the players um so sabonis had a really nice nice game like 22 points 12 rebounds and eight assists like just was was kind of the fulcrum of the offense like just helping just making things easier although like the the beautiful back cutting and ball movement that's not that's not as like that's not as common now it's more it's a it just feels like less even though like he's really good at just fine like creating open up creating opportunities it wasn't as beautiful as it was like against the minnesota game against the well, wizards game is like particularly i'm disappointed with like that he's not getting like Mo Harkless more points because like Mo Harkless tried a few times but he just could not like get on t- on the same page when it comes to you know back cutting and just you know like he's a good cutter but it's not working right now and Barnes had a really quiet night like only seven shots I want to see more shots from him he was four for seven so pretty good 17 points eight eight total free throws uh seven for eight from the free throw line and two for three from three a very efficient game but i want to see more shots from him like he needs to be he needs to be more aggressive for this team to be more successful mo harkless like did he he was good on defense but like didn't do much on offense at all and again the the timing with him and sabonis they need to work on that because that's where i'm kind of most excited like of just how this team could get better like you know like mo harkless is a good cutter uh Sabonis is a terrific passer like he needs to get Mo Harkless more opportunities Justin Holiday is a bit of an adventure like he he takes this kind of three like it's like it's the Kyle Corver three where he's coming like you know coming from the left corner and runs into like basically uses does a handoff with uh Sabonis and then rises up for a three going to his right and like his body's leaning forward and like I just don't love that shot, but he made, he was actually really good from three. He had six threes this game. So like, who am I to complain? Six for 11 from three, a good shooting night, but I don't love that shot. I feel like there could be easier shots. Like where he doesn't have to, you know, lean in order to get the shot off. But that, that but you know, six for 11. So, you know, he, he did what he needed to do and he was pretty good on defense too. Uh, Fox had a really good game. Although like, you know, I just wish he would be a little bit more aggressive and just not do those no pass possessions instead always have him and Sabonis touch the ball like if you can't get like a really easy shot a really makeable shot although like you know he was really money from three or he was really good from three and money from mid-range like I want to see a little bit more ball movement like I there, there needs to be a there needs to be a quota every like three out of the four, three out of the five players need to touch the ball on every possession and like yeah i just don't love those no like one pass or no pass possessions where he just goes into a mid-range and like there were plenty of possessions where the kings tried to go too fast and like it ultimately like results in a bad shot and you know leaves a guy on the ground and it leads to a fast break on the other end be more selective with how you play fast like don't play fast for the sake of playing fast i feel like you know they're still living from the high from 2019 where like you know their entire identity was playing fast but there was a little bit of controlled chaos like with how they played 
Now it's just more like th- get it up, get it up court as fast as possible, and just hope for the best. Like I, I don't love that kind of offense. They need to they need to find like a better kind of control when it comes to like playing fast. Um, I just want to quickly mention Trey Lyles got um got five minutes. He, I thought he was pretty good in those five minutes for the most part. Got you know two got two buckets, and I kind of want to see more of Trey Lyles and see what he can do. Um, Rashad Holmes didn't really do well at all. Like, didn't make a shot and only got two rebounds. Like, I, I don't know what it is with him. He, he's not playing well right now. He's just, maybe he's just trying to find his role. He only had got 10 minutes, but like, it was noticeable when he was out there and just not, again, not doing it much. He, it, uh, hopefully he finds his rhythm again soon. Um, Betu, I thought was good overall. Like, just played with good energy, just does his thing, but like, I feel like one for what one for four from three like at a certain point like I want like when, when he played with some when in the first game like that was like the perfect game for Metu like just cut don't do the don't do the mid-range stuff like it just you know cut for easy layups and just try not to shoot this many threes like four threes he's just not a good shooter and sh- honestly should not be taking that many threes like that's your last resort but I feel like he shoots that way too often for you know considering he's not he's still just not a good shooter um DiVincenzo I thought he was okay he was he's always really good on defense plenty of energy on that end but just he still needs to just somehow find his shot like you know one for five from three this game two for eight a little too eager to shoot threes like it, it, it's Terrence Davis levels of just kind of like hunting his threes and he's just not hitting them so and like you know attack the basket more he's he's good I feel like he's good at attacking the rim so yeah, just needs to find his rhythm on that end. Um, yeah, that's ba- that's basically it for the, you know the Kings aside, and honestly, the game, the, the game honestly was a, it was a shootout. It was actually really fun. Like Kings kept it close for a long time, but just down the stretch, couldn't get stops, couldn't couldn't execute the little things, and the, and the game ultimately kind of slipped away. And Demar Derozan just kind of closed it out for them. Okay. Um, you know that's it for the Kings game, but I just want to quickly talk like. You know, like with how you know the Kings haven't, the Kings aren't having won the last two games, and things are a bit down. But man, I just want to quickly talk about how how the Knicks have been playing. Like, my God, like I thought I was miserable after this game after they lost, but at the same time, like man, what the Knicks have been going through. Like they they blew a twenty eight point lead. I think they're on a like four game losing streak or something like that. Let me just check this real quick. So yeah, they lost their third in a row, and like lost what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So they lost seven of their last eight. And honestly, the the win that they have against the Warriors that was kind of a lucky one, where Kaminga kind of goaltended the shot when I don't think that shot would have gone in. Like it's just been weird uh, for them. And like did they man, they blow. I saw the I saw like the score. It was like twenty something. I thought you know what. Good job, good job, Knicks. They they really put the nets in the meat grinder. Apparently, like shot lights out from from three in the first in the first half, and then they just blow the lead. And you know, I'll just say this about Julius Randle: they need to trade him. They they have to. It's just one of those things where like a player is holding back, like a guy like Obi Toppin. Not to say that playing Obi Toppin solves everything, but Obi Toppin brings good energy and just like really exudes positive, like you know, positive like. Um, emotion out there and just I think that would help a lot more than whatever the hell um, Julius Randle's giving you or it's just a guy that you know 
it definitely is a star, but don't get me wrong, but it's not a guy that's really good enough to be like as angry and just as sulking and just, he's not a guy, he's not good enough to be able to demand the kind of star treatment that he thinks he deserves like i remember last year and like a little bit this year like keeps complaining about not getting fouls and sure like he probably does get fouled a lot because he's a strong ass dude and dudes are hanging on him all the time but at the same time he's not a guy that's good enough to complain about that like you're not you're not a superstar you're you're a nice player but and then you have like the horrible attitude with him just like constantly sulking on the on the court kind of like being just you know being not, not the greatest of teammates and there was a clip of him like shut like trying to slap the laptop out of a, an assistant's hand like granted i kind of get where he's coming from like you don't like you, you like you're not playing well and you just have some nerd like trying to tell you how you should play i get that that's tough but at the same time like that ain't that that's not pretty that's not great and again he's not like if he was like really good like say kevin durant levels why Leonard levels like sure you can put up with the bad attitude and everything but he just is not good enough to put up with that and they need to trade him they're they're gonna be desperate they all have to attach a pick to probably move him honestly like I don't know what team would trade for him but I hope to god is not the king I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not a fan of it and that's where I kind of roll my eyes when like people talk about how De'Aaron Fox doesn't show enough emotion on the court that like does he even care well if he did show emotion it would look like what Julius Randle is doing right now. You can't deny that Julius Randle wants to win games, and it's just not happening. But at the same time, this is not the this is not the way. This doesn't help. Like this kind of negative energy that he's exuding, it's that ain't it. So, yeah, that's like for those people that are saying like that are saying like, why doesn't Fox show more emotion? Why doesn't he show that he cares more? Well, it would just look like this. And guess what? Like Knicks aren't winning, so like, are you just saying? Are you gonna go to that? Whoa, he's not. He doesn't care enough. Like, no, Julius Randle cares. He's unfortunately like the team itself, the coaching, like a lot of things just are not clicking. And you know they are where they are. And I mean, granted, you know stones from a glass house. Like they're still better. They're still better than the Kings, and you know could could possibly beat the Kings uh, later on when they come to Golden One Center. Or are they gonna go to, come to Golden One Center? I'm not sure. But anyways, um, yeah, just wanted to quickly talk about the Knicks because, uh, you know, I, it just caught my eye. They blew another 28-point lead and, you know, kind of lightened my mood a little bit. And hopefully it lightens your mood a little bit, too. <laughs> okay, just, uh, just to quickly kind of switch gears, I want to quickly just... Um, harp on, well not harp on, we're going to switch the topic to just some wrestling because two two really big stories just came out. So I'll, I'll start with the first one, uh, which is Stone Cold might be coming back uh, to, to um, well, I don't even know the number, this year's WrestleMania. I want to say it's 37, although I am not sure, it might be 38, god damn, I, I don't know which one it is. But Basically, the idea is that Stone Cold might be coming back for a, for an actual match, and it will likely be against Kevin Owens. Now, for me, like I'm always mixed about these things, and I'm, I always lean towards one way, and I'll get to it. But it, it like I don't love it when legends come back um, to face young guys because, for the most part, like these guys are retired for a reason. 
and you know like sometimes you, you just your time is up and like you know the best example undertaker like i thought you know wrestlemania like some people say like wrestlemania 30 um was probably where he should have retired i thought it should have been th- was it 33 i believe is the one where he faced roman reigns like you know it was it like that match wasn't a good match and on and honestly i didn't even watch the match at the time i actually had to watch a replay of it and like that match was not good but at the same time like that ending overshadowed everything like him just basically taking off his uh taking off his jacket taking off his hat taking off his uh gloves and everything like that was that was where it should have ended instead they instead he kept coming back and honestly like for every every single match ever since then have been pretty bad i mean i like the john cena one that was actually kind of fun but like you know he 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 can't go anymore and you know those matches at saudi like really tarnished i guess tarnished his legacy i mean i think his legacy is so big and just so uh, solidified that you can't damage it anymore at this point but like my point is like i don't like it when legends come back and just stink up the joint and who knows like stone cold might be really good like coming back for his first match but his loss against uh stone, like the rock perfect honestly like that was his biggest rival during the attitude era i mean you could talk vince mcmahon but like that was his biggest in-ring rival and he was able to kind of go and you know like the old school mentality you go out on your back putting over a younger guy granted <laughs> the rock left for hollywood very shortly after but like you know I, the point is like i thought he went out perfectly like against against the rival and you know he put over the guy and th- that's how i think it should how, that's how i think it should stay honestly because like if he comes back and like you know maybe maybe he puts over kevin owens that'd be great i don't think it'll happen just because uh, i don't i just don't know <laughs> um but at the same time like just having that perfect ending at wrestlemania 19 i that's where i want the memories to that's why I, that's where i want to hold my uh my i guess memory of stone cold steve austin as his last ever match like Shawn michaels kind of ruined it in saudi arabia by doing that dx versus brothers brothers of destruction match like instead of just ending his uh, career and like his last match being at wrestlemania 26 and he resisted for a long time but hey i mean i don't blame him like so when saudis want to throw you tons and tons of the money i don't blame you but at the same time like you know that's another kind of legacy that's been tarnished a little bit but you know it's up it's up to stone cold if he wants to do it i personally would just you know i personally would advise against doing a full match but hey i mean it, it would be fun um and you know we'll, we'll see what happens uh, like maybe stone cold will just you know come in and stun him and one two three boom <laughs> that that actually be pretty good um but we'll see what happens there, there there hasn't been like that many details about it i think but like the, yeah the plan is to have stone cold appear at, at, at this year's wrestlemania <laughs> the second story now this really i still don't know what to think and i really wish uh fong was here so we could talk about it because i wanted to ask what he what he thought of it when i told him what happened because god forbid he, god forbid he doesn't follow wrestling so <laughs> you know but cody rose is now gone from aew and they've actually released a statement about it and a report came out there was basically a falling out between him and uh tony khan kind of stemming back to you know kind of the the reported reasoning like we don't know i think a lot of most of it is speculation more than anything 
I don't think there's been anything that's been concretely been proven, I guess. But a lot of reports are basically like saying and speculating that there was there was a fault, there was like disagreement on, you know, there was like friction between the two parties where Cody wanted to remain a face and, you know, Tony Khan wanted him to turn heel because the fans have kind of turned on Cody for better or for worse and and then there was also the dispute of money because Cody just isn't like you know the biggest fish he's not the biggest star in the company anymore like AEW has gotten you know uh, Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan CM Punk Adam Cole like Kenny Omega's Kenny Omega's a bigger star I think than Cody at this point like they had they got into a dispute about money reportedly and they could they just couldn't get into they just couldn't get in on an agreement and apparently talks fell apart i believe it's f4w online that reported it that talks fell apart on monday and now he's just gone from the company oh i forgot to mention cody had been working without a contract for for a bit and like they were gonna, they were going to renew but like talks basically fell apart monday and apparently he is now a free agent who's going who reportedly rumor has it is heading back to wwe and apparently wwe has kind of like they basically they've heard of the story and they're basically preparing for cody to come back there's nothing concrete just yet but i will i will keep an eye out for that and i guess my thoughts is just wow talk about something i would never have expected because cody is one of the original four right like the original big four of aw with kenny omega the young bucks and him and I, you know, like he quit WWE because WWE would not basically use him to his talents. Like he was basically stuck in mid-card hell and was never gonna get out of it. And he was sick and tired of that shit. And he decided to take a chance and leave WWE and enter the independence to create kind of his own legacy. And he's done it. Like, like the thing, the thing with like how the what the feud that he was starting with uh, CM Punk. Like, people praise CM Punk for, like, being the face of the revolution, but, like, Cody has been spearheading that that revolution. Like, he put in the hard work. Like, he was, like, the one that, you know, took up the challenge of filling out, what is it, 10,000 people in an arena, the first, the first non-WWE company to do it since WCW. Like, he was the one that took on that challenge, the one that put everything together, and, you know... He really built the groundwork for all of this. So that's why it's so shocking that he would be the one to leave AEW. And if, if the reports are true, like, you know, and I'll get to that later, like, this is really unfortunate. And unfortunately, like, kind of, it looks kind of bad on Tony Khan, honestly, um, if, if this is all true. Like, again, he is the face of the revolution. I, I would have been really interested in a Cody versus CM Punk feud. Um, just like that, again, that backstory, like, you know the people have anointed CM Punk the face of the revolution, but like in all honesty, hasn't done shit up, up, up until now. That's why it wasn't that hyped for him to come back. Like, what has he done for us? Like before before he came back, you know. And you know, Cody has been doing. You know, he's he's the foundation of of like of like building AEW. And you know, I no, I don't want to say I hope he doesn't like go go back to WWE like. I mean, ultimately, it's up to it's up to the wrestlers. Like their priorities are are different from mine, and like, you know, 
some people are just okay with you know like not being used properly and i think i think even if he went back i think he would actually be treated more of a main eventer because he's kind of built that legacy for himself at this point that he might actually get pushed by vince who knows <laughs> but like yeah ultimately i would be kind of sad if he went back to wwe but you know like wwe is going to give him all the money and you know i hope he's happy if he if he does end up coming going back to the wwe um, and the, and kind of the last thing I want to talk about regarding this is like, whether or not it's a work or a shoot, I, I, you know, I've been having, a, I've had a really bad record of predicting these things. Like most notably, like back in the day, like I didn't think the, I mean, d- different industry, but I didn't think like the Kawhi stuff was a big deal. Like back when he was on the Spurs, I thought he was always going to end up with the Spurs and he ended up getting traded to Toronto. And then you get all these reports about the friction behind the scenes. And then uh, lately, like, granted, it was because I don't have a Brian Windhorse on uh, on Twitter notifications, but I was I was not I didn't think the James Harden Ben Simmons trade was ever going to happen, even though like you know Brian Windhorse I've been reporting like the entire time like oh, a deal is happening soon, and then but like I don't have him on I guess an excuse of mine I don't have him on notification. I was just reading Woj's tweets and he said there was no deal happening, but like I. I personally still believe, like, even though there's reporting about friction behind the scenes and that this is a real thing, I ultimately do think it's a work because I can't see Cody leaving AEW. I just can't. Although, like, all the signs seem to point him going back to WWE because, like, his his show just got canceled on, what is it, TNT or TBS? I don't know which one. Like, his reality show. Like, a lot of signs are pointing to him going back to WWE. And I, I mean, good for him. Yeah, but ultimately, I'm I'm a little sad. Like again, he was the face. He he was the real face of the revolution, and to see him go back like that, to, after being forced out by you know a, by a rich billionaire, like it, it just does it just doesn't sit right. And yeah, I, we'll see what happens. And uh, maybe he even appears at WrestleMania. And honestly, they might need a guy like Cody Rhodes because who in the hell is gonna beat Roman Reigns? I don't want him to be Brock Lesnar. That could happen. I don't want it to be The Rock. That's probably not going to happen just because I, even if the, like when The Rock comes back, he is not beating Roman Reigns. I don't think he should anyways. And they might need a guy like Cody to just comes out of nowhere and becomes the biggest face in the company. And yeah, um, we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all I have for, for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Um, maybe I'll prepare, maybe we'll prepare something for you guys. Maybe another quiz game. Um, maybe I'll create a King's quiz game for Fong to do this time. I aced that, I mine aced that Warriors test, but I did pretty damn good on that Warriors test. So might be back to him for doing, uh, back to him for, to doing a a quiz. So we'll see. I'll try and plan something during All-Star break. Maybe we'll even talk about, you know, the All-Star events. Like Davion Mitchell, um, might be playing now. I mean, he had to set, set out this game. Um, I don't know if he's playing in the Rising Stars. Maybe we'll talk about that, like him versus Halliburton or whatever. And uh, yeah, well, we'll um, I don't know when the next episode will be, but thank you guys for listening to this one. And uh, I'll catch you guys back on the next one. And hopefully, Bong is back.